Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Verse 81 of Psalm 19 reinforces what we read in Psalm 119, verse 49. It says this. It says, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in your word. I hope in your word. My soul faints for your salvation. Lord, when are you coming to rescue me? He said, I'm getting tired of waiting, but watch this. He said, but I retain the image that I got from your word. The picture that you painted for me, God, I see it still. And the Bible says in the book of Romans that if I could still see the picture that God painted in my heart when he calls me to hope, if I could still see that picture, I will become anointed to wait. I'll become uh, anointed to wait. And some of you trying to wait and you're not anointed to wait. Because you, you lost your picture. You don't even know what you're waiting for anymore. It's gone. Now watch this. So what I want to do with the rest of this time is I want to, you know, and I'll just go and review this till something jumps off. How's that? Is this helping you? In Hebrews 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One translation I read to you, it says, Faith is a title deed of things we hope for. It's a title deed. It's the proof of things not seen. Consider the expectation of good that the word has produced in your heart as a finished work. Now, here's why we work with faith. What, how many of you, when you read the word, how many of you uh, say, you say, you say, put your hand, say, say, okay, good. When you, okay, when you got born again, how many of you discovered things in the Bible that you did not even know about yourself? That God was saying things about you. You are complete in him who's the head of all principality and power. That he says that he has, uh, he has uh, accepted you in the beloved. You're not even acceptable, but he's accepted you. The Bible says by faith you stand in grace. The Bible says that, that, we, that we hope in the glory of God. We go from faith to faith. Wonderful things God says about us. God says, man, my image is on you. He said, don't worry. He said, when you see me face to face, you'll be just like me because you, you are the sons of God. He said, the spirit of God is leading you and guiding you into truth. You know, listen, he said, Pastor, it don't look like it, but it's the truth about you. Here's, here's the reality of this. The thing you see of yourself in the word, the Bible says that we ought to now take this expectation of good and keep it before us Keep it before us and consider it a finished work. We'll get back to the belief system in a minute. So what faith does is that it takes hold of a truth that you are yet to experience. It rests on that truth. Faith acts on that truth. And as a result, it is upheld by that truth. Watch it now. Faith takes a truth that I'm yet to experience. God said it, I'm yet to experience it. I rest on that. I lean my entire weight upon that. I act on it, and as a result, it holds me up. It holds me in place. Okay, now get this. And I told you that the ABC of faith, this definition, is action based on belief, sustained by confidence. Listen to this. Action based on belief and sustained by confidence. Again, action based on belief and sustained by 
oh no, we're going to stay right here. This is easy. This is ABC right here. Action based on and sustained by. Yo, help me out. Y'all want to learn this? I already know it. Come on, y'all could do this. Say it again. Action based in. Uh huh. So here's the question If you remove belief from the equation, what do you have? Our problem is either we're believing the wrong thing or we're believing the wrong way. So let me talk to you about what unbelief is. Unbelief. Matter of fact, go in your Bible to James chapter 1. Lord, I'm back where I was in Montgomery. James chapter 1 and verse 5. Glory to God. Now, now when, normally when we come to church on a Sunday morning, we, you know, we want, to be, we want to be preached to. But how many of you don't mind being taught this morning? Okay, I'm going to take about 10 minutes to do this because if I go any, any further than this, we'd be here all afternoon. So I just want to, I want to show you something. The problem with most of us, in Mark chapter 11, here's a story. Jesus is, is with God. He gets a word from, from the Father, and he's headed towards Jerusalem to deal with a religious system that, that is offering the people life but has none to give. He's seen it. All the time he's been there ministering, he's been watching this little um, charade that they have going on, this little front promising God, but the people promising God didn't even have him. And Jesus didn't struggle with that. What he struggled with were, were the trappings they put in place to protect their hypocrisy. That bothered him. So he got with the Father. And this particular day, he's being sent to Jerusalem to deal with the issue. On the way to Jerusalem, he walks by, and at a distance, in his peripheral vision, he sees this fig tree. It has leaves. It's not the time of fig. In other words, the season is not there. But every Jew knows, every person that lives in that region knows, that fig trees only produce leaves when they got figs. The tree was saying, watch this now, and, and this was not uncommon. The tree was saying, um, I am producing fruit before my time, come get some. And so the Lord, now that's what the, the exact same thing the Jewish religion was saying. We can give you salvation without the Messiah. And the, the only reason he cursed the tree was because the tree was lying like the religious system was lying. And so he comes down, he walks up to the tree, and he sees the tree, and he goes, in absolute frustration, no man ever eat fruit from you again. And he turned and walks off. And the disciples being human go, wow. He had a meltdown. Can you imagine you, they're walking behind him, they, they, they just try not to laugh. He looks around and they stop laughing. Because they were carnal. They were carnal brothers. Arguing about who should be first in the kingdom. And they're just laughing and, and, and just, it's tripping them out. And I know Peter's thinking, man, I'm rubbing off on the Lord. He's getting a little temper. He goes into Jerusalem and they, he does something. He's been preaching peace, and, and, and he walks into the temple. He starts flipping tables. He goes over, braids a whip while folk are fussing. What you doing? He get, and he goes, stop beating people at the temple. Folk are running. And the disciples are like, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> he turns, walks to the door, and turns around and says, it is written. My house shall be called. We call it a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves, a place where thieves bring their wares to sell them. And he walked out, and the disciples walked behind him. They spend the night in Bethany, where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lives. On the way back now, they're walking by, and in the distance, Peter said, wait a minute. They walked by the fig tree. He said, that thing is dead. He said, Lord, the fig tree, you cursed it. And without batting an eye, the Lord says, have faith in God. Literally in the Greek, he says, have the God kind of faith. 
do what God would do in a situation. Now let me show you something. When he makes this statement, I shared this with you last week, he gives them the principle of faith, the prayer of faith, and the problem of faith. The principle of faith, he says, is whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Write that word down. Shall not doubt in his heart. The word doubt is the word waver. Same Greek word. Diacrino, to have two judgments. He says, if, if you say to this, if you speak to this mountain, and there is a single judgment in your heart about this mountain, in other words, you know that's what God wants, and you speak it out as a de- declaration of his decree, he says, if you say it, it's going to happen. Now, he, he went on to say, based on that principle, there's a prayer of faith. He says, so if I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, here's what he said, believe, you receive them. And you should have them. In the principle of faith, he, he said, if you say it and believe without doubting, it's going to come to pass. In the prayer of faith, he said, if you believe and receive it before you have it, you have it. In the principle of faith, if you say it and believe it without doubting, it's going to happen. In the prayer of faith, if you, if you believe you have it before you actually see it, you won't get it. In the principle of faith, if I speak it out of my mouth and believe what I say when I say it, without doubting, it's going to happen. In the prayer of faith, if I believe I receive it before I see it, I'm going to get it. That's the way it works. And here's what he says. The only thing that can block you from that is relationship issues. Specifically strife. He says, so when you stand praying, forgive. He said, Pastor, my problem is not forgiving is what, is what the person did. Why don't you just dismiss what was done and realize that you are at the threshold? This is the problem that faith has. That's right. That's good. It's, everybody says the problem of faith. So let me tell you what unbelief is not. Unbelief does not mean I don't believe anything. Unbelief simply says that I believe something else. And so you go to the doctor and he says, I'm sorry to inform you that your test was positive. It came back for cancer. If you come back oh, next week at this certain time, we will tell you what your options are. So you leave the, watch this now. All the words you've heard all these years, all the pictures that God has painted in your heart for all these years, the only thing that's in your heart right now at that moment is, I got cancer. The only picture you see So it tells me, ready for this? The word of a man that fixes the body is more powerful than the word of the God that made the body. Stands to reason to me, listen to what I'm saying, stands to reason to me that if that is the case, the one that, that works on the body is more knowledgeable than the manufacturer, then warranties are no good. The manufacturer's warranty only says, we know how we made it, so we know how to fix it. Matter of fact, there are certain places called authorized repair centers. <laughs> we authorize them to fix it because we showed them how we made it and we told them how to fix it. Now, the question is now, let me show you how, I'm, I'm going to really come where you are. Can I come where you are? Here's, here's the mentality. I don't see why you want to take your Lexus to the Lexus deal. It's too expensive. I got a cousin out here. No, 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 listen. He, he, throw, he could, 
That boy's so bad, he throw a chain over a branch and lift your engine at your car. How many of you gonna take your Mercedes Benz to the brother that can lift the engine at the car over a tree? They call shade tree mechanics. I ain't saying your, your cousin ain't bad. It takes a bad man to sling a chain over a branch and snatch an engine out of a car and work on it. I'm just saying, brother ain't working on my Lexus. You know why? Our, our engine are like, you see, Lexus doesn't say that. What Lexus says is I should bring it to them because they made it. So now your shade tree mechanic is telling you, well, you know what? I know what's wrong with your car. You can take it back to them and spend all that money if you want to, but I can fix it. That's like a doctor telling me what I have is incurable. Because you don't know what it is, don't make it incurable. And because you can't fix it, don't mean there's not someone who can. So unbelief is not... <laughs> unbelief is not that I don't believe anything, it's that I believe the wrong thing. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. We got something to say. Listen. Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey. Available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. How many of you got that picture? You never go to another shade tree mechanic, will you? Ain't nothing like something being depicted in the middle of a faith message. To t- okay, now watch this. Some shit you mechanics going, what are you doing, Pastor? You're messing with my business. Now watch this. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 5. We're not going to give too much of it, just what we can handle. Is this helping you so far? Remember now, the enemy knows that if you don't believe, your words mean nothing. Your heart has to authorize your mouth to speak the things that really... Um, is sold on. Your heart has to be sold on the principle. Your heart has to be sold on it. And, and, and let, let me give you this. We're going we're gonna to study meditation, I promise you. We're going to get to this, but I need to make sure you're, re- you're ready when we jump into it. Because the purpose of meditation is to, matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit. Meditation is to your belief system 
what your digestive system is to your body. I remember we had a sister in the church. She was in her 80s and strong. Matter of fact, I remember she was not, she did not lose her strength until she was mugged. Somebody, a young man mugged her, a young strong guy mugged her. And she it didn't kill her. She fought that rascal off at 84 years old. Big strong guy. And when I was talking to her, I said to her, I said, you know, I said, Mother Alice, explain to me, how come you're so old but so strong? I was trying to hear, I was ready to write you. You know what she said to me? You won't believe what she told me. You, I, I, listen, I give you $100 for the person who could guess. You, you can't. Because it, it blindsided me. You know what she said? Chew your food. How many of you expected an answer? You, no, you, you've been guessing all day long. You say, I, I did. No, you want the money. No, I'm, how many? No, I never get. I said, let me chew your food. Here's what she said. She said, people forget that eating is not for the, the experience of eating. It's for the nutrients in the food. The reason the system requires you to chew the food is to release the nutrients to go down into your body to, to nourish it. And she, she actually gave me a number. I forgot it was. She said, chew your food this amount of time. I thought to myself, no. If I'm eating something because I like it, I can't chew it that much. I'm going to chew it till I get the flavor and it's, and it's gone, baby. And she said, well, the food is not going to do you any good. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something that's powerful. What's powerful about this is what meditation does, it takes the word of God and releases the life in it. The, remember now, the, the Bible says the entrance of that word giveth life. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. But the spirit of life is tied up in the word. But what we're doing, we're swallowing the word whole. And meditation, you know, um, they say a cow chooses cud. Simply means it eats the food quickly and it comes back and it actually, I hate to say it, but it regurgitates it and eats it again. Meditation releases the life of the word. And so you, when you begin to, matter of fact, David said, I have more understanding than all my instructors because I'm meditating your word. I actually take this word and I'm, I see the picture of it and mull over and over. When Abraham had a problem believing, boy, I never get to James chapter one. I'll get to it directly so. I'm just following. I'm holding on for dear life. The Holy Spirit dragged me around, y'all. Pray for your pastor. Abraham has a problem. God shows up and says, Abraham, I am thy exceeding great reward. Walk before me and be perfect. Abraham says, God, you keep talking about this family. I don't have a child. He said, this Eleazar of my house, he's a faithful servant, but he's, he stands to inherit everything. And God says, Abraham, you're going to have a son. And Abraham said, what? He said, wherewith shall I know? How will I know? And God goes, hmm, watch this. God takes him outside. And said, it's nighttime. God says, Abraham, look up. What do you see? He says, stars. And God says, so shall thy seed be. Abraham was on the ground beneath your toes. He says, sand? I'm in the desert. That's where you sit me. And God says, so shall thy seed be. And what God did for him was God gave him some. He put him on a meditation exercise. Now, every day when he comes out, there's no sun. Or, I mean, there's no stars, rather. He comes out, there's no stars. But when he walks, he's dragging his feet, and he goes, oh, guess what he's seeing? He's not seeing sand. What is he seeing? Children. 
So shall thy seed be. The night comes, he can't see the sand, he can feel it, but he can't see it, but God needs him to see it. He looks up and this thing is so powerful. Hold that for me. Put Genesis chapter 24, verse 63 on the screen for me. I want to show you something. Eleazar, who is the, who is the servant of, in the house of, of uh, in, uh, Isaac's house. Isaac is Abraham's son, okay? Eleazar goes to find uh, a, a wife for Isaac while Abraham is dying. And the Bible says, watch this now. While, while the, uh, now Abraham is praying, Eleazar is looking for the wife. And what is Isaac doing? What and the Bible says, and Isaac went out to do what? To meditate in the field at evening tide. At, why did he go outside at evening tide when the sun went down to meditate? What is he meditating on? Of course, his daddy told him. His dad, because what Abraham knew was this. God, the promise was, watch this now. He said, your seed will be as the stars of the sky. But Abraham only got two boys. One of them, God says, send him away. Ishmael is gone. He only has Isaac. So Abraham tells Isaac, listen, this is what God told me. And this is the picture God gave me. Study this picture till it becomes a reality. So at evening tide, every night, guess what he's doing? He's going outside looking at the stars. Going, so shall my seed be. So shall my seed be. I wonder how God is going to pull that off. I don't even have a wife yet. But God is not a man that he should lie. That's what daddy told me. And daddy's a man of God. My God, look at all these stars. That one twinkles. That one is bigger. They're forming like little shapes in the sky. Whew. And the Bible says while he's looking up, he drops his eyes and here comes the, the whole over the horizon. At, while, it's, while dusk is on the horizon, he sees the camels coming and his wife is there. You see how this man begins to meditate? But let me tell you what you meditate on. All you meditate on is what you see in front of you. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You say, Pastor, I'm struggling with this sin. Get the pornography from in front of your eyes. No, 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 no. I'm not listening to what, this is what I'm saying. You have to understand the only reason you were given an imagination. That's not my accent. I meant to say imagination. You, we, listen, it's amazing. You don't use your imagination for anything but, uh, but evil stuff. Do you know this building that we're in? I, when we drew it, matter of fact, the reason is, it is the way it is because I saw it. I imagined it. The seats are, are not multicolored because we ran out of colors and we had to um, hodgepodge it together. It's just what I saw. It. It's, it's what I saw. When they told me that, that there was there's a, um, a, what's it called? A, a unistrut system that was supposed to go in this building that cost a million dollars. And we, it wasn't in the budget. And I, I kept saying, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to do this? Now, you, I'm a sound engineer. That's what, that is my specialty. I teach by anointing, but my, my craft, I'm a sound engineer. And so I told the guys, I said, you know what we need to put in here? We need acoustical drop ceilings that, that make this wedge. And they said, why? I said, because so it can refract the sound. It's absorbing and, it, and it's refracting at the same time. And they said, okay, so what about this? They drew different things and I kept saying, no, no. Now here's my question. How did I know what was wrong? How did I know when they drew it wrong? It, it, it never existed before. How did I know that wasn't what I wanted? Because it's not what I saw in my imagination. You are designed to function by images. You're only doing, watch this now, your value in your conscience is creating pictures for your mind. Ain't amazing. You talk bad about the preacher, but you value the doctor. Shame on you. 
No. When the preacher drives a, 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 a nice car, he got to be stealing. But when the doctor drives a nice car, he deserves it. But when he tell you he can't help you, you come to the preacher. I just told you off. In a conversation like this, there's a statement that goes right here. How you like me now, you know? James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Is this blessing you? It is blessing me, man. It's blessing me, man. Member of the church one time was diagnosed with cancer. And she was so radical in her faith, man. She scared me. I started praying, oh, God, don't let her die. She was radical. She just said, I will live and not die. And the way she said it, with an attitude. It, I said, you, are you going to listen to anything doctors? No. I'm telling them how this is going to go. I'm like, oh, Lord. That? So I went back to look up all my doctors. Is that teacher this? Where's she getting this stuff from? I'm going to die. If you... Who told you at the end of the whole thing, the doctor said, we've never seen anything like this before? You know why? Because you got to be fully persuaded. You can't, ah, uh, come on here. You got to be fully persuaded that the God that promised it is not just selling wolf tickets. If he promised it, he gonna pull it off. Oh, it ain't even about me. It's about the God that promised it. And sit down for me. Let me help you out with something. Do you know persuasion and being, being persuaded and being convinced is not the same word? To be convinced means that I just believe something. I'm convinced about it. But persuasion presents the, the argument or presents the, the, the case that an argument had to be made. You used to believe one thing and I persuaded you, I argued you into my position. Abraham did not just believe God like, like, like it seemed like Abraham just believed God. I wish I had the faith like Abraham. No, he came through a process. In the Greek, Kenneth Weiss said, who is a Bible scholar, here's how he said it. When Paul said, for I am persuaded... I need the death and the life, and you remember that? Or I'm, uh, he says, oh, I know whom I believed and, per- and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I commit to him. Remember those scriptures? Here's what it says in the Greek. He says, I have come through the process of persuasion to a settled conclusion where I now believe that the one that I've entrusted everything to is able to keep it. He said, I didn't always believe like that, but I, that God brought me through the process of persuasion. Right now, you think, you think that you're faithless and you're losing, and I'm telling you, if you're walking with God, you're coming through the process of persuasion. Don't give up. Don't, I, know, I, know you, I know you made a big mistake. You wish you could take it back. You said, Pastor, I know. Hey, I know. Believe me, I know where you are. But here's what I'm here to tell you. It's just the process. Tell somebody it's just a process. The day is going to come when your faith is going to take you. You stay on on the path. Your faith is going to be so strong, Satan will not even take the time to fool with you. Not you. Uh, He's going to find him someone that he can devour. Not you. Not you. Yeah, it's on, Jason. It got to be, this thing has got to become, watch this. You can't just hear the word in church on Sunday. You got to get to the place where you open your book, you wake up in the morning, and you say, Father, thank you, you renew my mind. Everything you say, God, is true. 
and you begin to say over and over again in spite of the fact that you got to get up, go run to the bathroom and throw up and take your medicine. That doesn't change the fact that the word of God is right. It doesn't change the fact that the word of God is true. All it's saying is we in the fight and I'm going through the process of persuasion. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. I release upon you an anointing to win because your faith is strong. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Even your faith. I declare that you speak the word of God out of your mouth to the point where that thing begins to change the circumstances and change situations in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. faith in the room. It's a pastor, why don't you just lay hands on people? Not now, not now. We're going to let this thing build up. You need to get to the place where no matter who says what, you believe God. I believe what God says. I believe what God says. And your family can be going, look at you. You lost all that weight. You lost your hair. So what? What does my weight and my hair have to do with what God said? Understand this. Understand this. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this. My weight and my hair can't change the word of God, but the word of God can change my, my weight and my hair. You hear me? Something, something has to change. Come on, shout with me. Say, something has to change. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, we're not going there today, baby. I'm going to post an outline today on heart, on hrministries.com and I think it's .org and uh, Facebook and wherever else I can, pay, I can post this. But keep playing, Brian. That's not, that's not you, you know, um, we can stop here. Don't forget the things that God says to you. 
And listen to me. Don't think that the promises of God are for everybody but you. Somebody say, even me. Even me. And listen, I don't care what the devil is saying. And you say, well, Pastor, I've been believing for a long time. It hasn't happened yet. You're going through the process of persuasion. Abraham was called when he was 75 years old. The boy wasn't born until he was 100. By the time the boy was old enough for the plan of God, because the entire plan, what God was looking for was a man that was willing to model in the earth what he wanted to do from heaven. Someone that was willing to give a son so he could give a son. This was years afterwards that Abraham was, had enough faith to go to that mountain and lift that knife knowing, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, that Abraham knew he, his plan was to kill him and burn him, just burn him right there and wait for God to raise him up. That's what Hebrews 11 says. The image that's in your heart, begin to change it now. Father, every person, every family, Every situation, every challenge, every need, every struggle, every defeat, every limping, crying, wounded saint, every discouraged, disgruntled, depressed, indebted man and woman of God, every personal God that has come the journey has tapped for strength. Has tapped for strength. imagination so that the images we see are the images you produce we are through a shade tree philosophers and shade tree tradition and we reach out to you oh God we stretch forth our hands and say God if you don't help us but we know that you're more willing and able than we are believing so bring us up, oh God, so that you can bring us out. I pray for the widow that lost her husband that has finally entered into grief. I ask you in Jesus' name to heal her. I pray, oh God, for the man, oh God, that has tried his best to increase his income, to be a blessing to his family. Now he's discouraged. Heal him. We ask for just one thing. Like the man that stood with the boy, whom the devil had made suicidal, he said, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. With the hands that are lifted, O oh God, bless them. Receive it done now in Jesus' name. It is sure. Everybody say it is sure. You didn't say it this show again. Now give the Lord a hand clap with all your might. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. 
We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.